Welcome to the Fueled AF podcast, where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul. We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fueled AF podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'm Avery. I literally almost just, I, I almost said, welcome back to the finally fueled podcast. I, I could tell, I could tell you wanted to say that. And I'm also really glad you didn't say your, your last name this time. I was like, let's just keep it to first names. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm like, wait, what is our podcast called again? Um, awesome. Well, you guys, welcome back. Happy Friday. If you're listening to this on the release date of the episode. Happy, happy Friday. Happy June, which I cannot believe we're halfway through the year. It's honestly, is that is so nuts to me. I feel like it was literally just New Year's. Like I, I honestly blinked and the, the half of this year went by so fast. Like 2023 is upon us. And if you would have asked me like three years ago, if 2023 was going to be a year, I would have said like, that just sounds so weird. No, like we're but, just not going to get there somehow. It's so weird. Um, but kind of going off of it being June, first of all, I don't know about you guys, but June is my favorite month of all time. Really? It's my favorite month, mainly because it's my birthday month. Also, it's the start of summer. I feel like it's just good vibes. Like everybody's just excited to get started with summer. And I don't know. I just, I love June so, yeah. so much. What's your I favorite love, Well, I love June because you were born in June. So it's just a good, good month. <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite month. I mean, I think it's hard because like I, I'm biased to my birthday month too. Like I love December, but I do feel you on like, it's starting, like the weather's starting to get really nice. And so people are happier and it's like, okay, like there's hope in the world. Like we're not just going to live in darkness for the next like six months. So um, yeah, but I, I just don't understand how time, I don't understand time. Like, please explain. What is it? I feel like in the older you get, like the faster it goes, it's just so weird. Um, but yeah, we're halfway through the freaking year, you guys, hopefully Y'all who set your, you know, New Year's resolutions are still sticking with it. You're at the halfway mark. So that's cool. Yes. And then um, also with a new month brings a new monthly challenge for our client group chat, which I know we kind of just started talking about that last week on our episode about our May challenge, which was make it happen May. Um, But this month's challenge within our client community. So this is a challenge we run with exclusively with our clients. Um, It's called Joyful June, which I love it so much. Basically what the the concept is, is having at least one thing every single day that brings you true joy and like, and kind of putting that in your day. Yeah. So good. I love this. And like making it a priority, which for Alex and I, if you guys know anything about us, it's going to be oriented around coffee. So of course, Alex sends her a picture of her getting her iced coffee with her dogs outside. And I'm like, yep, that's what I'm going to do later. So yes. Um, coffee lovers welcome honestly yeah I had to tell the girls I was like you guys don't come at me when you see every single day this month I'm going to be sending a picture of my coffee for joyful that's okay that's okay there's nothing wrong with that I actually was at a coffee shop earlier this week and I was they had these this like laminated article that was all about how like all the health benefits to coffee and stuff and like it reduces your risk of breast cancer I was like great okay give me another cup (laughs) that's a reason to drink four cups a day instead of three Exactly. Also, one more thing about the new month, which I'm just saying this because I feel like over the almost year that I've been working with um, Forever Flourish, it's been really cool to do this. But we always set words of the month just among our staff. So the coaches and the other staff members that we have. But um, if you want to choose a word of the month, I feel like it's been really helpful to like have something to just focus on. Um, 
So my word is preparation because I feel like all the little habits I've been trying to implement have been super helpful just for yeah being successful. So no, I love it. Honestly, we yeah, starting to do that has been really nice because it really makes you think about like what am I struggling with? What's kind of lacking in my life right now? And what is something I can do to kind of make that better? I guess I, I chose routines for my month of work for June. And it's mainly because we're moving this month. Um, it's my birthday. We actually just planned a trip to Vegas at the end of the month for my birthday, like literally yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also have a family vacation. So like this month is going to be so chaotic. And I think for me, it's just like, I need to find routine within the chaos because that's how I'm going to keep myself sane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. I, I, that's actually really good that you brought that up because I think that that's a really good, like kind of piece of advice for anybody listening who wants to kind of start small when it comes to goal setting, like just pick a yeah. word and, and try to remind yourself that and Avery, you will like set your word as like your iPhone background, which is, yeah, really cool. which I need to still do that. But yeah, I think writing it down is really helpful. Like just in your notebook, on your phone, so like somewhere where you can see it, ideally just like write it down. And something that I like to do also that I've been doing more is like asking my, it's also because we're reading this book, um, Atomic Habits, which is a very, very popular kind of self-help book. But um, I kind of ask myself like, okay, is what I'm about to do like in line with my word of the month? Like, like last night I was literally on my, like what, I was on my phone, like scrolling on TikTok in my bed, which is a no, 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 don't do that. Um, and I was asking myself, I was like, is this, some like is this a productive thing that I'm doing right now like is this helping me get I was like actually no it's really not let me like put my phone away write a to-do list like track my food for tomorrow like that's actually going to be a much better use of my time and it's actually giving me something back yeah um, I spend enough time on TikTok and Instagram and stuff I don't need to be doing that like before I go to sleep so yeah yeah so true. Avery and I are low-key convincing ourselves that scrolling on TikTok is market research. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, it's fine. I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> I know. I tell that to Charlie. I'm like, oh, I got to go look at, and see what kind of videos are trending. And it's like three hours later. He's like, so what video are you going to record tomorrow? I'm like, no idea. <laughs> I know. Seriously. It actually does help so much though to have things written down, but it does. Um, but yeah, honestly, you guys, hopefully that just gives you guys a little bit of motivation for the new month. Like it's a, it's a new month. Like new outlook just it's just a breath of fresh air the sun's coming out the weather's getting nice like if you really are wanting to get started on your health and fitness journey like you don't have to start big start small yeah Pick a word of the month start going on a little bit more walks drink some more water yeah and like a month sounds like a long time but it's gonna go by so like it's gonna be july in two seconds and so imagine being at the yeah. end of this month being like wow i just i'm one month closer to being where i want to be and i put one month's work into whatever i'm trying to achieve even if it's not fitness related even if it's something completely unrelated to to health and fitness like so true um, yeah love it look at new month motivation um, <laughs> awesome you guys well today's episode is one that we've actually talked about filming on the podcast before yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about intuitive eating today, kind of what it is, how to know when you're ready, best ways to approach it, um, all things intuitive eating, our personal opinions with it. Um, yeah, just kind of all of the fun stuff revolving around that. So do you want to maybe dive in, Avery, on like what intuitive eating even is? Yeah. So I think the simplest way to put it is intuitive eating is just eating. So if you remember back to maybe you're tracking food right now, but just literally eating in line with your body's natural hunger cues. So eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full. If you can think about like being a kid, you probably weren't thinking about like calories or protein, fats, carbs. Um, you 
probably at some point weren't even thinking about like, oh, healthy, not healthy. Like you were just eating how you're, how you wanted to eat. Um, so I added baseline that's what intuitive eating is um, we're not using any sort of tracking system we're just eating intuitively yeah I actually pulled up the definition to the word intuitive and the Google definition is based on what one feels to be true without conscious reasoning and it's kind of just like instinctive which exactly basically that with eating like you don't have to have any conscious decisions or reasoning with it like it's truly just instinctive being in tune with your body um, you know, a lot of intuitive eating really does come, come down to like being super in touch with your body's cues of mm -hmm. hunger, fullness, satisfaction, and really just being super aligned with what your body's telling you. So that way you don't have to, like Avery said, make specific choices that are quote unquote good or quote unquote bad. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think at a baseline, that's a very good way to put it. Um, and I think that something that we get asked a lot is, so I think Alex, especially, cause I know that Alex right now is eating intuitively. So she's not tracking her macros. She's not tracking food, which I know you've been very like, obviously transparent on social media about what you have done in the past and when you were tracking and now that you're not tracking. Um, and so that kind of brings us into our next point here, which is talking about kind of what situations might come up where someone might want to eat intuitively or why you might want to experiment with intuitive eating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for me, um, obviously, like Avery said, that I have made that transition. And I don't know if it's something I plan on doing for good. It probably won't be if I'm being completely honest, but it is something that I am doing at the moment. And I have been doing since January or around that time. But kind of like a, a situation to know like when you would want to start eating intuitively. Um, the number one thing to know is like once you've reached your desired body, body composition goals, if you have further body composition goals, if you want to lose weight um, or body fat or anything like that, intuitive eating should not be the thing for you because it is not a way to actively progress towards goals. Plus, not, right. Yeah. And, and like the a weight loss tool. It's not like, oh, I'm going to try this new thing, intuitive eating, and see if I can lose weight on intuitive eating. It is right. not like a diet. It's not like a diet. Um, right. It's literally the opposite of a diet. Literally, yeah. If you look up like the principles of intuitive eating when it first was created, it actually is pretty contradicting to the, to like tracking food and yeah, to it is. Trying, it is. Yeah, trying to lose weight or whatever it is. Like it, it's basically the concept of dropping any preconceived ideas of diet culture or anything like that and, and focusing just on being super in tune with your body. So yeah, if you have, if you want to lose body fat, um, if you want to intentionally put on muscle mass, intuitive eating is probably not the, the best route to take. Um, it, it is really good option if you are, if you're at your desired body composition and you kind of just want to stop tracking, simply mm -hmm. put. So, um, we also had it on here, like it, it is definitely more of like a lifestyle way of eating. We definitely tell our clients this, like, I don't think anybody's goal for the rest of their life is to track macros. Like that's, I mean, maybe some people, but that's not super realistic for just like your average Joe. Yeah. Um, and I think for our clients, that's kind of something that is definitely a long-term goal for most of our clients is to get them to eat intuitively. But of course, if they have physical goals that they want to complete before then, we're going to take care of that and, and handle that before we help them make that transition into intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you, I think a lot of people, just experience burnout with tracking macros, even if, even if they've been doing it for a while, like I know for myself, especially if you like, for me, I'm at maintenance right now. I'm not, um, I know I'm not in a deficit. I'm not in a surplus. I'm kind of just coasting at maintenance. Um, 
and for some people, I think it's easy to get burnout, just chat, like kind of just the tediousness of tracking, which again, it's not that hard, but it does take some extra time and thought to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it can also be a situation where maybe you just want a, a diet break or just a break from, from tracking for a little while. And then maybe you hop back into it. You know, that I feel like that's kind of what you're doing. Like maybe there's, there'll come a point where you're like, I really want to spend some, some time dedicated to fat loss, in which case, you know, right. you jump back into tracking to actually ensure that you're putting yeah. yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why Alex is saying like, you know, if, if you have a, a goal of, uh, okay, I want to really focus on fat loss. Um, intuitive eating is not the thing to do during that dieting phase. Right. Um, yeah. And something I want to add, um, which we're going to, we're going to kind of dive into like how to know if you're ready to transition into that. But something that I want to add is I feel like, especially recently, like on social media, I don't know, at least a lot of people I follow, like intuitive eating has been kind of like this shiny object of like, Hey, who wants to track food? Why don't you just eat intuitively instead? Which we're going to kind of talk about like how to make that transition. But I do think it's important to say like, just declaring that you're going to eat intuitively might not be the best choice. Um, especially if you don't have a lot of the things that we're about to talk about in terms of like knowing if you're truly ready for intuitive eating. But like I said, I think it is kind of being pushed more and more as like this shiny object of like, Oh, you can lose weight without tracking food or without, you know, just eat intuitively and you can reach your goals. But like, that's not really correct. Like, and I always, that's what I always tell people like, mm -hmm with, with having a specific goal, like weight loss, or, you know, maybe you, maybe you're someone who really struggles with putting on weight. And so you're someone who needs to be very intentionally in a surplus, um, to, to maximize muscle, muscle growth. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always tell people like, yeah, you, you could lose weight, not tracking your food. You could like, it's possible. Um, you know, all we need for weight loss is a caloric deficit. You could be in a caloric deficit without tracking your food, 100%. Um, but it's kind of like walking into, I always make this analogy, it's like walking into a, you're going to take your final exam for a class or a test or whatever. And, you know, option A is you don't study at all. You're just winging it. You're just going in blind. Like you might get an A. Maybe you picked up enough from class to get an A. Like that's possible. Um, it's not very likely because you're just going in blind. Or option B is, going over the study guide, going over your flashcards, like actually studying, the chances of you walking out of that class with an A is so much higher if you're going to go in and actually study and prepare yourself. Um, it's the same thing with tracking your food. Like the ch if you can control your intake, which we can control pretty accurately if you're weighing everything and all that, you're, you're going to, the chances of you being in a deficit and having success is, are so much higher. You're not just guessing. You're not just like, well, I guess I'll, I'm trying to lose weight. Right. versus, you know, just kind of eating intuitively or eating clean. I'm going to eat clean to lose weight. That eating clean has nothing to do with weight loss. You could be eating the quote unquote cleanest foods in the world and be gaining weight. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of analogy that I think might hopefully be helpful um, right. in terms of weight loss and intuitive eating and um, kind of the intention behind it. Um, You're but, so good at analogies. Oh, thank you. Sometimes I'm like, why did I, I, hopefully it makes sense to someone besides myself. So, so I'm, <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, let's go ahead and dive into um, how exactly to make that transition. And, and like we were kind of talking about like when, when you're ready to, how you know you're ready to kind of make that transition. Yeah. 
So kind of what we said in the last um, little segment is once you've reached your desired body composition, if you've reached your goals, you don't have any further fat loss goals at the moment, or you don't want to put on any muscle at the moment, like that's a perfect kind of time to know that you're ready is if you're like, Hey, I'm really happy with where my body's at right now. And I'm not super concerned about any specific physique goals at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this one's a big one, knowing that you have a positive relationship with food. I feel like that's such an important part of deciding to go into intuitive eating because if you don't have a positive relationship with food um, or have like quote unquote freedom with food it's going to be really really hard to like grasp that grasp that concept of dropping diet culture and dropping all of these you know preconceived rules that we have with food it's Mm -hmm. super important to know like there's no such thing as good or bad foods and just having a positive relationship with food Mm -hmm. overall Mm -hmm. and that's something we talked about a lot that was last week, the uh, guilt with food episode, yep. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something we talked a lot about. Um, so if you feel like you are someone who struggles with your relationship with food, um, definitely go check that episode about uh, that episode out. But something we talked a lot about on that episode was just educating yourself on what proper nutrition is, what, what the actual facts are um, when it comes to just basic principles of nutrition, carbs, fat, protein. Um, and this is, I think, a really really, really big one, um, is that having this foundation of knowledge is so important to, to build before you eat intuitively. Because I think this, a big misconception about intuitive eating is, oh, okay. So you're telling me I can eat whatever I want, but that I would just go out and I would eat ice cream all the time. I would eat, I would just eat cookies all the time. Um, that's not necessarily what intuitive eating is with intuitive eating. You're still keeping in mind those basic principles of nutrition. You're still focusing on fueling your body and, you know, making sure you feel good, making sure you're having a healthy balanced diet, um, which is going to include like more and less nutritionally dense foods. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean like eating whatever you want in the sense of like, you know, I'm only going to have like junk food or ice cream or things like that. Um, but knowing like, okay, well, what is a healthy diet? Like where, what are some good sources of protein? How do I get my fiber? And like just basic things like that is really important um, because if you see a lot of people coming into a coaching program or a mat, like they start tracking their macros, they're intuitively eating and then they start and you'll see just at a baseline, people are typically like under eating protein, usually have a pretty high fat diet, just kind of the uh, standard diet is going to be lower in protein, higher in like saturated fats, more processed foods, things like that, which um, we, we talk about this a lot too, but just tracking your food can be a really good way to educate yourself because you actually realize, oh, wow, I'm really not getting enough protein or, oh, I had no idea that this food had so much fat or whatever it is. So that's a really big one is making sure you do have a solid foundation of knowledge. Which is why, honestly, I feel like I've had so much success since yeah. January intuitively eating is because I spent the last three years tracking macros. Yeah. I know what... I maintain it. I know what kind of foods to eat that will make me feel good. I know still like what kind of foods to eat that will benefit my goals in the gym. Like, like I said, I don't have like fat loss goals or anything specifically, but I do want to maintain the muscle mass that I have on my body. So I know that a big part of that is keeping my protein intake up, which if I were to have intuitively eaten before tracking macros, I, I wouldn't really like it would not be even close to what it is now. Now I'm personally like, okay, I'm going to have my protein shake. Whereas before I would have never even thought about having a protein shake, but now I'm like, oh, I'm probably pretty low on protein for the day. So I'm going to make a protein shake. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but that's because again, I'm super in tune with my body as well. 
I've tracked yeah. my calories for three years. I know that when I'm hungry, I should eat. I know when I'm full, I know the difference between like, are, am I, are my eyes hungry for this meal or is my body hungry for this meal? Which is a big part of like making that, um, kind of conclusion between physical hunger and emotional hunger, which we had, um, up here on the, the little outline that we have, but like, yeah, knowing are, am I physically hungry? Is my body like giving me a biological like urge to eat right now? Does it need nutrients? Or am I just looking at that thinking, wow, I'm bored. Like right. popcorn on the couch sounds really good right now, which isn't bad, but um, it's not being super in tune with your body. It's not, it's not eating intuitively. And I think that's a, that's another really important reason to incorporate some sort of intuitive eating while you're, when you are tracking food. So some like, uh, you know, having an untracked meal an untracked day or taking a little a diet break is so that you can practice those skills even when you're tracking. Um, if you're relying most of the time on like, okay, I'm going to stop eating because I'm, I've hit my macros for the day. Um, but then to, to, tr to practice also, okay, I'm not tracking this meal on purpose. I'm not tracking this. And I, I feel full versus like you said, Alex, like, you know, I know I, I can tell I'm full, but like, I really want that dessert or whatever it is, which again, that's by no means a bad thing. Like in my personal opinion, you have your regular stomach that's for regular food. And then you have your, your other stomach that's for dessert and yes. it's just a whole nother category. So it doesn't, if you're just full for, you know, dessert, it's a whole nother thing. So, um, yeah, so that's a, that's a really important one as well. Um, and I think that just one more thing on this point, cause you mentioned like you are someone who is really in tune with your body and you can kind of identify like when you're hungry, when you're maybe more so bored or whatever it is. Um, but I think also making sure that your metabolism is in a good place to where you actually can rely on your body's natural hunger cues, um, which is something that I think a lot of people, um, I guess, overlook when it comes to intuitive eating is that like we said in the beginning with the definition, it's, um, it's instinctive. You're, when you're hungry, you're going to eat. When you're full, you're going to stop eating. But what if your body isn't giving you those hunger cues? Like what if you're just not really ever hungry or, you know, sometimes eating makes you want to like throw up or things like that because your body has been, your, your metabolism and your hunger cues have been affected by under eating for a long time. And so you're, you're not getting enough fuel. And so your body has adapted to that. And it's no longer giving you those signs, at least in a traditional sense that you're, that you need food. And so in that case, like, yes, we would love to transition this person to it and, you know, eating intuitively, but they're going to be under eating if they're just solely listening to their body saying I'm hungry because their body just isn't telling them that. Um, so, true. so making sure that you're like Alex said, at a good maintenance level, you're eating enough um, to where if you start to, you're not eating, your body's going to say, Hey, uh, I'm hungry. Right. Um, I think that most of the time when people, when people transition too quickly to intuitive eating where they fall off from tracking, typically what happens is they, even if they're not trying to, they start to under, they, they, they go back to eating less than they were before, which is why it's so important to like tracking is not just important for not overeating, but also so important to make sure you're eating enough. Yeah. Honestly, that, and that's a point that I feel like can't be like emphasized enough. I actually just had a call the other day with a, a girl who says she eats one meal a day and like her body literally doesn't even say it's hungry until like 4 p.m. Yeah. And, and so I told her, I was like, well, and if anybody's listening to this, that's not normal. 
you to, to wait all day until 4 p.m. for your body to say like, oh, I'm finally hungry. That is not normal. And if you're experiencing that, please scroll back into our episodes and listen to the reverse dieting episode because that is something 100% you would benefit from if you're not experiencing regular hunger cues, um, which I think we did talk about a little bit too in our last episode episode on food guilt. But that's a really important point that Avery just made is like, starting to intuitive eat maybe when you're in a deficit or maybe like at the end of your cut like that's not going to be the optimal time to eat intuitively because you're not going to be eating enough and like Avery said oftentimes when we make that transition to intuitive eating we are already probably unintentionally eating less so it's it is super important to make sure you are maintaining at a really really good intake your biofeedback is in a really good place you know you're experiencing hunger cues your hormones are all in check and you know you're recovering super well it, it is so so important that that's kind of like your, your body is in an optimal stage to make that transition. And I think we're kind of already like diving into this next segment, which is how do I approach into intuitive eating if I'm currently tracking food, which like we said, making sure you're at maintenance calories, making sure your biofeedback's really good. Uh, but something that I wanted to skip to, which is what I personally do still with intuitive eating is I will every once in a while track the food that I ate. It's not super accurate. I'll just go on and kind of eyeball what I ate just to make sure that like, Hey, I'm still maintaining a good intake because like you said, it's normal to see people kind of decline in the, the amount of calories that they eat once they make that transition into intuitive eating. Um, which, you know, us as coaches, we, I, I literally could say 99% of the clients that come on board are under eating and, and not knowing it. So even if you ladies think, Oh, I'm not under eating, like you, you definitely could be. So, so it's definitely important to make sure you're aware of that, know where your maintenance calories are and make sure you are fueling your body super, super well. So you're saying that you'll, what you'll do now is every once in a while, like you'll, it's end of the day, you've eaten whatever you're going to have for that day. You'll go back and open up my fitness pal and track kind of just like, okay, let me take, like you said, just remembering as much as you can. Like, let me take a look. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. Cause I, I've had periods of time where I've eaten intuitively. It was actually, I can't remember when it was probably like last year I was eating intuitively a little bit, but, um, and I would go back and do that. And my maintenance, like what I would eat was pretty dang close just calorie wise to like what I was at prior to you know still at maintenance but prior to eating intuitively so it's just really cool to do that sometimes and see like okay if I just listen to my body like I'm actually eating like around the same amount yeah. at least that was my experience I don't know if that's or similar it totally is it, and no it's not like per it's not like you no. know like sometimes it's more sometimes it's less yeah because yeah. yeah. you know when you're tracking macros you're hitting you're hitting your macros like that's right. I was eating consistently 25, 2,600 calories a day. Now, you know, I'm, sometimes I'll have 2,200 calories. Sometimes yeah. I'll have 2,800 calories, yeah. but it is ballpark around the same. Um, and I definitely think for me, like I said, now that I know what benefits my body, like my protein intake is so much higher than it was before. And that's always something, especially protein, you guys, like we know when girls come on board with us, like protein is almost 100% of the time, the one macronutrient that people aren't eating enough of. Um, and so that's something that like, I'm, as I've made this intuitive eating approach and kind of taking that approach, I'm definitely very conscious of my protein intake. Like I, I, I can think back to like what I had for the day and be like, okay, like, was I eating enough protein throughout the day? Or should I just finish the day with a protein shake? Or should I add an, a little bit of extra chicken to dinner tonight? Because like, I didn't have that much protein at breakfast. So I don't know. So it's just something to, again, when you've tracked macros for so long and you know how your body responds to certain things, like it, it's, easier to pick up on those cues. Um, but yeah, that's a big part of it is making sure that you, you know, every once in a while still make sure that you are getting close to those targets because it's, it is very easy to not 
and to maybe start eating less or, or whatever it may be. But do you maybe want to talk about like kind of the best approach for like when somebody is wanting to make that transition? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think once you've been at a maintenance level for a decent amount of time um, with tracking and you want to start kind of experimenting with taking a break from tracking, um, just kind of slowly starting to incorporate intuitive eating more and more. So you could start with maybe doing like one day a week or one, one meal a day, you know, so whatever, whatever works for you. Um, something else that I, you know, you could do is literally just eat the same foods that you've been eating. Like typically I find that when people start tracking macros, like they have recipes and foods that they come back to because they like them and they help, you know, easy for them to hit their macros. So just eating the same, but just not tracking it. Um, I think that's another good way to kind of incorporate, um, intuitive eating, but really just kind of slowly like transitioning into it and seeing how it feels. Um, and I think the other thing, um, that I want to say with this is that, um, of course there are like on e either end of the spectrum, like you could be, okay, tracking every single thing to a T or eating completely eating intuitively like Alex is doing right now. Like, well, I guess sometimes you track like after the fact, but you know, throughout the day on a day-to-day -day basis, you're not tracking anything. Um, but there's also like ways to kind of be somewhere in the middle on that spectrum. So I was talking about this, but I'll have all, as long as you're being consistent, I have every one of my clients take at least one untracked meal, which is a great way to kind of practice doing that along the way. Um, or maybe if you're in a, at a maintenance phase, like maybe having in a full day that you don't track, like a weekend day where you just don't track anything, um, just to kind of see how it feels. Um, because I think that the transition to intuitive eating, even if that is the long-term goal, it can be a little scary sometimes when you have been tracking for so long um, and you're just very used to knowing precisely what's going into your body. I think it can be a little like nerve wracking, like, oh, I, well, I just, I don't know what I mean. You know, I just kind of not knowing. Um, so I think that just kind of slowly, slowly introducing it is, is the way to go um, and just seeing how it feels. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's, I honestly think that that's the best way to go about it too. You know, start with meals and maybe start in, including days and then maybe take a week where you try to eat like, but going about it in a slow way, I think is going to be really good too. Um, and like Avery said, with our clients, like I, I have a client who she was maintaining for a really long time and I had her take two days a week. I let her pick the days that I didn't want her tracking anything. And we, we, you know, checked on how she felt with her intake and everything. And again, like Avery said, a lot of the times when you are tracking foods, you do kind of eat somewhat the same things. I mean, maybe not to a T. I definitely like, I don't eat the same thing every single day, but everything is pretty similar on what I eat. Um, so once you like have that foundation, which I think, like we said, is probably the most important part of transitioning, having the foundation of what nutrition looks like, what things are made of. Um, I think that that's like a, a really big, important part of being successful in your intuitive eating journey. So, and I think lot really quick, last thing, at least, at least last thing I want to say is that I think sometimes people put tracking tracking macros and intuitive eating like they kind of make them seem like polar opposites which in a lot of ways and you know in the in the original book which is just called intuitive eating and i'm forgetting the names of the authors but they're the ones who kind of like coined the term and whatever but it, in the way that they describe it like it is very much kind of an opposition to tracking um but i think knowing that like you can get to a point even when you are tracking your food that you can still incorporate principles of intuitive eating into that. Um, I think about myself, like, and I tell this to clients all the time, like pre-track your day, but if it comes to lunchtime and you really don't want what you tracked, like ask yourself in the moment, what do I feel like having? And then 
you can fit that into your macros. Again, it takes some practice. And I think in the beginning, it's, it's easier to stick to something very like, okay, I tracked it. This is just what I'm going to have. But nowadays, like I could go throughout my day and just ask myself like, okay, what do I, what do I genuinely feel like? Do I want a salad? Do I want this? Do I want that? Okay. Let me try to, let me try to kind of tweak that and fit it, fit it in. So I think that you can still incorporate principles of intuitive eating. And I'm still asking myself, okay, do I want to have my, like, do I feel hungry? Do I want to have my snack now? Do I want to have it later? Like things like that. Um, so I think that also keeping in, like just practicing being in, in tune with your body and all of that, even if you are tracking macros is a really good way to set yourself up for a transition to intuitive eating down the road, even if it's not something you're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I love it. I feel like we covered that beautifully. Yeah. And let you guys know Avery and I's goal has been to try to like cut down timing of our of our podcast episodes because if you guys haven't noticed when we get fired up about something we can talk about it for like days yeah. um but I felt like we did good I'm like, we did I, think, awesome. like oh. I think we did pretty good and I think that one thing my mom you, you can cut this out but my mom was like you need to like stop repeating because that's the thing is because I get so fired up because I'm like oh yes that's such a good point let me like reiterate that because it's yeah, so sure. important sure. um but if we're repeating each other it's just because we're fired up <laughs> but I think I love how at the end of every episode I'm like yeah we did a good job we did a good job I'm like I don't know what you guys think but I feel like we did a good job <laughs> Proud of you. Also, if anybody else, um, along with Avery's mom, has any feedback for us, let us know. Come on, I'm new at this. Yeah, please let us know. <laughs> um, awesome, you guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you guys have questions on an intuitive eating or anything like that, definitely let us know. Um, like we say on every single episode, our, our DMs are open, so don't hesitate to reach out. Even if you're not a client, we we care about you guys, and we, you know ultimate goal is to change lives every year. So thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we're probably going to do a two-part episode. Um, so stay tuned for that. But anything else you want to add, Avery? I don't think so. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next Friday. Bye.